Welcome to Safe Space Stories. Each week, we feature a mental health expert, inspiring teen, or impactful individual, bringing you empowering mental health stories and advice on all things well-being. Whether you're struggling yourself or want to learn more, this podcast is your motivation to enhance your own well-being and that of those around you, as well as your 24-7 mental health resource. she, her pronouns, and I'll be hosting today's mental health story episode. You'll be hearing from Sophia, a safe space teen, on everything from online learning with a sensory processing disorder to how effective self-care actually is. So without further ado, here she is. So I'm Sophia, Sophia Heath. I go to Hillsdale High School. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm in grade 12. I'm here today because I just some talking about my mental health experiences and I feel like I have a lot of things to share that could potentially help other people. At first, Sophia felt like her mental health journey was pretty typical. I haven't had any major diagnosis or anything like that, but I feel like I just struggle like everyone else does. And so I have been to therapy. I've had a couple of different therapists just like in various like parts of my life to help me sort out my emotions and stuff. And yet, her mental health journey became less typical when it intersected with her sensory processing disorder. Sensory processing disorder is when the brain has trouble receiving and responding to information that comes in through the senses, which can result in becoming oversensitive to things in one's environment. For Sophia, that manifests in several ways. So, like, I'm really sensitive to a lot of things, like what I eat and stuff. So that also has like a huge impact on my mental health. So like the pandemic was really hard for me because I like couldn't concentrate and it was hard to take off my, like to take my mind off things that like distract or like bother me. In a world of online learning, it made it really challenging to focus. I just like couldn't focus on Zoom. And it's one of those things where it's like really, really hard to, like you can't really get rid of it. It's just something that, has to stay with you so I had to learn like coping mechanisms and I had to figure out how to kind of like dilute the senses a little bit more or just like how to deal with it how to cope with it really some days was like really hard to get out of bed and it's like I didn't really have any motion to get out of bed because it's like what am I gonna do like I'm just gonna sit on the computer I would say that like the second half of quarantine was a little better in regards to like getting out of bed and stuff because like I had to go like you know, show my face on Zoom and stuff and be like, actually be present. But like the first half when the schools were just like, okay, we're just doing everything online, like no Zoom at all. That was really rough for me because like, I just didn't really see a point in doing anything. Like if I was just going to be working by myself all day long. So I really struggled. And again, like I didn't really have any motivation to do anything. Over the course of quarantine, her sensory processing disorder Mark some of the hardest times in her mental health journey. Just like not really knowing if you're ever going to get better and like having to deal with the anxiety surrounding that. I would say like I was just so hopeless that I like I because like 
imagine like sitting on a computer all day long and like just being affected by the littlest things and like having that kind of ruin your day. Like a lot of people say that like tags on their shirts ruin their days. So it's like that for me, but it's just like, I can't get my mind off it. Like there's no way for me to get my mind off it because I'm kind of just sitting there. So that for me was like the toughest thing because like it's hard. There's not a lot of flexibility. Like you kind of just have to sit there and deal with it and be on Zoom and like you don't know when it's ever going to end. So that for me was the hardest part of it and like having to keep my hopes up and my spirits up that like we'd be going back soon and when we went back like everything would be fine. I mean it has gotten better so (laughs) I was right but dealing with that not knowing is the hardest part. And that not knowing stretched out longer than Sophia ever thought. Her school, which had initially done completely asynchronous learning and planned to go back in September, began learning over Zoom for a year. And yet, it was also in that time that Sophia felt proudest. For me, like, I was really proud that, like, I was able to just, like, maintain my GPA that I had the fall semester because the spring semester of 2021 is when, like, the sensory processing really hit me hard. I mean, it was hitting me hard the entire time, but that is, like, when it... I just think it had gotten, like, too much at that point of, like, Zoom and, like, sitting there and doing nothing. And, like, just being able to maintain my spring GPA, I was really happy that I was able to do that and just like persevere and get through it. Sophia finds her safe space in some place that might seem unexpected to others, her journal. She takes up journaling as a daily habit. I like it because like, I I don't like pour my soul out or anything because I actually found that that's really not helpful, but I kind of like reflect on my day and like, reflect like what made my day good and what made my day bad and just like that like simple reflection for like five to ten minutes at the end of every day that made me like change my lifestyle in a way that like makes me really happy and like it's just like so mind-blowing that like something so simple can make you so happy and it's like actually very reasonable to like implement changes into your life that like aren't like super drastic and beyond journaling she meditates a long time habit for her it like just brings my like mind to like zero where I don't have to worry about anything else but just like being there in the moment and it's like especially good for me because I'm really busy so a lot of times I don't I used to not take the time to do that sort of thing but I realized that like first of all you should do that because self-care and you should take care of yourself second of all it actually like makes you more efficient at what you do like if you work on homework all day you can probably get more done if you take like 20 minutes to meditate and clear your mind so you're not working all day with like really stressed out and you're thinking about many things at once and so you can focus on that one thing and do it really well at least that's what I've noticed because a lot of people are like I don't have time for meditation or I don't have time for journaling but like it it's not about like it's not a time restraint like it'll make you more effective because you're just taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your mind and when you do that you do everything better And then, like, journaling as well. Like, that's something that's super simple. Like, it'll take five minutes out of your day, so you probably do have time for it. And a lot of people kind of think of, like, journaling, like, traditionally, again, as, like, just, like, writing about what you feel. But, like, there's so many different, like, types of journaling, so you can really, like, play around with it and see what you like best. So I would just tell people, like, experiment with, like, self-care. And it doesn't have to be meditation or journaling. Like, it can be something else. Or also reach out to someone that cares about you and they can help if you're not really sure where to start I'm sure that they would 
be helpful in helping you like figure out where you need to start as well like my parents have been helpful with like getting me a therapist over the quarantine that was actually really helpful so i'm sure that someone could do something similar as sophia emphasizes it's the little things that matter taking the time for some kind of self-care no matter what it is can go a long way Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Safe Space Stories is brought to you by Safe Space, a youth-led, mental health-focused organization that empowers young people to engage openly with their local schools and communities. Learn more at safespace.org. If you want to share your own story or learn more about Safe Space Stories, please visit us and contact us at safespacestories.org. And finally, please share this podcast with your friends, family, or anyone else you think could benefit Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy it and subscribe. We hope to see you next time.